Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the different components, the different complexities, the different issues to to get not too unnecessarily difficultly meta, right? As right. we're talking about about it, but to to show that our questions have stories behind them. Mm-hmm. And we need to really explore what's behind our question right. to really find if we've found the real solution. Right. And as mindful educators, we want to think through our questions like fully before we bring them to our classroom every day. Hello and welcome to the Teachers Changing Teaching Podcast. Today, our journey begins by asking a question. Here are your hosts... Dr. Jamie Collins, Natalie Davey, and Rachel Evans. We have our own questions, don't we? Lots. We do. So many <laughs> questions. So many questions. So many questions. So broad, small, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything in between. <laughs> so when we started throwing around the idea of doing a podcast, we just started co- collecting questions, developing questions. Each of us has a, a collection. And so uh, while we can't do all of them in this second, we want to start mm-hmm. and, and jump in. So um, what we would like to do with the structure of this portion of the podcast is to present a question, a question that we have about our teaching. And it's going to be from Natalie today. Yeah. And when we give the question, Natalie's going to give us the question and then we're going to add to it, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the different components, the different complexities, the different issues to, to get not too unnecessarily difficultly meta, right? As right. we're talking about, about it, but to, to show that our questions have stories behind them. Mm. And we need to really explore what's behind our question right. to really find if we've found the real solution. Right. And as mindful educators, we want to think through our questions like fully before we bring them to our classroom every day. Absolutely. Yeah. And the banging is my children upstairs. If you hear the banging in the background, because, <laughs> because, and <coughs> Natalie coughing, we're sitting at our kitchen table and my kids are above us um, in the, uh, in our TV room. So the, the need to have a right mind around our question, the need to understand our question is important as thoughtful educators. And it's also important that if we want to ask our our students high quality questions and we want them to learn to question, we have to ourselves be question askers and question developers. So we're doing it kind of a twofold process. Natalie, would you please share with us your question? Absolutely. Okay. My question is, how do I incorporate writing more regularly in my classroom? Rachel, what are your thoughts? That's a great question. That's something I definitely relate to as a fellow English teacher is, is how to get students writing every day. Um, how much, how much time to spend writing? Yes. How much time to spend, um, giving them feedback on that writing, Yes. what writing to give them grades on, what writing to give them feedback on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, do they do a lot of little projects? Do they do one big writing assignment that they're always kind of working on. Like how, how do Mm -hmm. we balance all of that? Right. Well, and two, I'm thinking about, um, when it comes to writing, how do we, do we do the, like you're saying the little writings and the longer writings, how do we, um, facilitate in our classrooms, the getting into the flow, Mm. you know, how students start Uh, writing and it's this kind of, um, 
jagged start stop. But then once they hit the flow, you can see it. You can just see it. You can see their pens working, their pencils or their, or their typing and their thinking and their writing and they're making the faces and the flow has hit. Mm, Right. And I think that's the other big question is how much do we facilitate that process? Not just the act of writing, but the fact that the, they get this moment where they really get into their writing. Right. Coming writers. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That's something, yeah, I think about is, you know, I'm really passionate about students seeing themselves as writers, seeing themselves as authors. And so thinking about how do, how do writers actually write Mm, and how do I create that for my students Mm -hmm. and how do I create it in a concrete room with fluorescent lights during an hour and a half on Friday afternoon. And no windows, right? And no windows. You don't have windows. Mm-hmm. No windows. Do you have windows, Natalie? No, I sure wish I did, but I do have twinkle lights. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I have lamps. <laughs> Same. Hey, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Right. So that's, you know, step one. Right. The lamps. Right. right. So there's one solution already. You're lamps welcome, everyone. And mountains. How do you incorporate writing? More lamps. More lamps. More lamps. <laughs> no, but still, I think what the, I think what we're, t- what keeps coming up is time. Yeah. That's the underbelly of this question for, I think any teacher of writing is just like, it takes too much time. Yes. It's too much time for me to give them feedback. Yep. It's they're too far behind. So the time that it will take to get them caught up to where they should be is the should be. Can I ask a question about the should be what's the should be. They should be writing this kind of thing. They should be able to do a certain what's should be. I think the expectation, at least as I see it day to day, is students should have a basic understanding of grammar so that they can have sentences that like make sense on the piece of paper and they can write a five paragraph essay. Can I ask Natalie, is it understood that that's a last step, not a first step? Yeah. Is it like, okay, we'll get to grammar eventually Yeah, in their writing process or is it is this unspoken rule that it needs to be good the first round? Ooh. They put that pressure on themselves. You think so? I think students put that, maybe not even for grammar and punctuation, but, um, you know, in my own writing process, right, I might start in the middle of my writing or I might start just writing something and then cut out the first like three paragraphs that I've written. Sure. But I, students aren't willing to do that. Students aren't no. willing to do that. They will sit there and not be able to write a single word yeah. until they've got their, they, they look at me and I don't know what to write for my hook. Cause somewhere along the way, someone's told them they need a hook. I, I've heard that come up in their times. introduction yeah. and they don't know what to write for it. So they won't even start, start, even or, though they might have, you know, a thesis statement written and text evidence to use, they won't even start because they don't know what to say for their first sentence. Yeah. So can some of this be some frustration for the teacher around how do I incorporate writing when I know that that's going to come up? Like when the disposition, right. Well, and I was going to say, I don't think I've had an experience so far in my teaching career where I've gone up to a student and I said like, oh, can I read that? And they haven't said something negative instantaneously. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. where they've said, Oh no, don't read, don't read it yet. It's not or, ready. It's not ready. Or, um, Oh, I don't, I haven't, I had, I don't, I don't know. Uh, like they just get really anxious because yeah. I mean, writing is obviously like personal, but there's also this complex of like, I don't know what I'm doing. And your role as the teacher is to come at the end. Yeah. 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 
And I think the beginning for me, (laughs) a long pause, we're all making these faces. Those of you that are listening, because we're processing these experiences that we've had. Right. And we're trying to understand them so that we can understand what's behind this. Right. Yeah. Go ahead, Rachel. Um, I mean, now it did it go in. I've tried in the last year or two to really incorporate writing conferences. Yeah. Okay. One-on-one conferences. One-on-one conferences during the writing process. Sure. Right. Not at the end where I'm, you know, sitting there giving them a grade, but we're sitting down together, just me and one other student and talking about their writing and, and having that, the community aspect of the classroom and that relationship built with them where even when it is vulnerable to share your writing, because it is. Absolutely. Anyone that's ever written anything knows that. Right. Yeah. But that I can give them feedback and because of the relationship that we have and because of the community we've built in the classroom, I, they can be vulnerable okay. with their writing. Some students say, you know, they might come to me and they haven't written a single word. And so then that's a different conversation or it's a different conference. Maybe they joined my class a week before we started writing essays. Sure. And then I'm having a writing conference with them. Real life. Real life. Real life. Um, I'm thinking too, another challenge to this is trying to figure out, do I, do we do content and then stop and write? Mm. Do we write where they're merging ideas? Mm. Do like, what do we use writing to do? Mm. I think that's another kind of a, an undercurrent of this question. Right. I've always encouraged my pre-service teachers who I work with to not use writing to, to assess reading. Yeah. I'm not going to have student writing around. Talk to me about the, we're going to write an essay about this book. No, Mm. you're going to develop a theme statement of some sort of good, rich writing work. I can talk about and use the novel to help them understand a concept, but the writing is them, theirs, their life. Mm. And so um, if I'm reading a text and it's about some sort of a challenge, they're going to write an essay about a challenge that they have faced, right? Right. A mentor that they had. Right. So that it is not checking the reading. And I think what's inside of this question too is this challenge of, what do I use writing to do it, to do in my classroom? Mm, do yeah. I right, Do I use writing to teach the skill of writing? Mm. Do I use writing to help them with critical thinking, which mm. is a skill, but it's a little different, right? Right. Do I use writing to help them put ideas together? Mm. Am I using writing to help them be creative? Do I use writing for for the stuff of one-on-one conferences? Mm-hmm. Do I use writing to build community? Mm-hmm. Right. Do I use writing for um, an opportunity for peer assessment? Mm-hmm. So I think writing becomes nebulous in that space. Mm-hmm. And this is the challenge we face as English teachers is what is reading and what is writing? Mm-hmm. You know, our content is, <laughs> our content is just, is wrought yeah. with, um, with complexities. Mm-hmm. And we often don't know what, what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that kind of adds a little bit more complexity and challenge to this, Mm. to this question. I don't know. What are you guys thoughts? So I have a a question about what you said of Mm. a question on the question, a question on the question, on the question. We're good at that. (laughs) 
<laughs> so some of, and you know, maybe some of the things that I'm asked to do, right. That my PLC yeah. has decided that we're going to do is PLC is your professional learning community. That is correct. That you have where you're accountable to fellow teachers in your department. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Is to, to practice a writing skill over a text. Right. To, to Uh, read, to kill a mockingbird uh, and write character analysis uh, over it. Yeah. To read Romeo and Juliet. And, and also I think with that, it's like read, stop, write, read again. And yeah. like, don't yeah. return to that writing again. Just analyze character, move on. Next reading assignment. Right. Yeah. Well, I would argue they are writing, but you're not teaching writing in that moment. Right. That's what, that's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're doing a writing thing. Like you're doing the discipline thing, right? Yeah. This is part of the English discipline. They write. Yeah. Right. So I checked the box. They did Correct. a writing thing. Mm. <laughs> yes. And then we moved on, but we didn't yes. like, we, they didn't grow as writers. Sure. Right. So, so they then wrote, like, how do I write? How do I reconcile that when this mm-hmm. is the thing I'm being asked to do? And then, but I'm not, that's not really the thing I want to be doing. And what's funny too, is it does like, when we do it that way, like we come back to this question every year, the same exact way. Right. They don't like writing. They're not good at writing we stop and then we do a writing thing and then we move on and we're like, ah, oh, they're still bad at writing and they surprise. Also, yeah. <laughs> right. Cause writing hasn't been positioned in the classroom as high quality thinking, doing, creating. Right. Or even like regulative. Right. Like just, yeah, 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 yeah. Like just okay. something that you should be doing as a yeah. learner. Yeah. And like, should be a meaning making tool. Like it's yeah. like, it's, it's treated as at least, I don't want to say this too. Like, negatively or anything, but it's just treated as like, Hey, we are reading and writing teachers. So we're going to have them write, do the, just do writing, do the writing and then call it a day. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Can I ask then, what do you do with standards? Oh, our minds just blew up. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, and I don't mean to like take on the whole esoteric conversation of, you know, the purpose of standards and things, but I, I, I personally am challenged when I think about incorporating standards when it comes to writing. Mm. Can you guys talk a little bit to that? Because I think inside of this question, how do I incorporate writing? In the moment, do I just have students write or do my writing in order to work through this standard, work this standard in, make sure they understand this mm. expectation, this benchmark that I'm expected to do from my department? Or is it just not a thing? You write on the whiteboard and... Then you continue to just do what you're going to do. I think it's for sometimes I do this well and sometimes I don't do it well. Sure. There's some units I have where I, I have the standard in my head. Okay. I know, you know, we're writing narrative. Right. Okay. But, and so I know that that's where we're going. I know that's kind of the skill I want students to learn, but we're doing it based on their personal experience or based on storytelling sure. that they're interested in. Sure. Things like that. Okay. Where, where I'm doing it well, or we're talking about rhetoric, but then we're, that's kind of the skill or standard I'm supposed to be looking at. But then we're really talking about leadership and we're really talking about what sort of sure. leader they want to be. And they're, they're creating 
based on that. Do you find that their writing is more involved when they're talking about, when they're writing about leadership, when they're writing about ideas, when they're writing about their own experiences? Absolutely. 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 And that's where I think like sometimes, like to my detriment, the standards can sometimes feel kind of constricting in that. Sure. It's like, okay, yes, textbook, my students met the standard, but I'm not sure if they actually grew as writers. Sure. Or if they grew in their ability to actually express themselves in their writing, or did they just kind of learn my formula? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, Cause sometimes I think like writing is like almost like math class. Like here is a theme statement. Okay. Plug in text. Yeah. Plug in theme statement answer. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I, the struggle then is like, I, sometimes I feel like some of my students need that. Yeah. Right. The ones that don't even know how to start writing right. a hook or an essay or a paragraph, they might need a sentence frame. Yeah, for sure. To even put a word on the page. Yes. So then what's the balance there of asking interesting questions of having, of teaching real writing, but also giving them students a place to start. Mm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Can I add another dimension to our already complex question? Please. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Here's the other side of writing that I think is tricky because obviously like as English teachers, we know how powerful writing can be. Like there's a reason that we want to fight for it in our classroom and like fight for it to the point that I know like Rachel, they, they write every single day in her class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, if you are doing something every single day in your classroom, I hope you care about it a lot. (laughs) Right. So she does. And we all do. Right. Um, but one of the things that I've struggled with this year is that because it's also not really tested like a five paragraph essay is not on an exam, like the state exam. Sure. Writing is seen Mm. as grammar. Sure. Then why would we even practice the meaning making of writing? Absolutely. Like, why would we even do it then? Because the, like we're held accountable to the test, which does semicolons and dashes and commas. Sure. It doesn't do <laughs> meaning making writing. Absolutely. So why make time for it in my class? Right. Well, and okay, so this is my research brain. The argument. Bring being, it. I mean, <laughs> we need it. If you if you're teaching at the level of the meaning making, then the learning of the dashes and the semicolons comes much more um onto like the land under fertile ground Mm, because I am wanting to engage these different tools in order to communicate this thing that I care about. And if they're asked to continually use those over and over again, I think it's a component that's forced, but at least you're forcing it into a space where they're comfortable and they want to engage with it. As opposed to use a colon when you talk about Mark Twain, it's use a colon when you explain um, when you're writing this essay about a caregiver who um, said something impactful in your life and we're processing that and, or we're going to use quotations. We're going to talk about quotations and it's going to be um, the most important conversation of your life. Mm. Okay. So what's the most important conversation of your life? And that's how you learn quotation marks. Right. And so, 
I think if we live and then we talk about what's the most important conversation you've ever had in your life, we talk about quotations, and then I show you in this short story how quotations were used, but I've front loaded, I have engaged you with your writing first, right? your conversation. And I show you, look, you have already done quotation work and look how, um, look how we see this in this, in this piece. Right. Writing all of these ideas down. Same. <laughs> all right. I think we blew that question up. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Okay. Yeah. So um, stay tuned for our next episode where we talk about how to bring solutions. Yes. Or some ideas about how to, um, how to answer the question that we posed. Right. We don't want to leave you guys feeling lost in the question land <laughs> but i think it's good to take some time with it absolutely because if we just do quick question quick answer then we then sometimes we miss all this rich possibility of what we could do thanks for joining us today as we explore the question how do i incorporate writing more regularly in my classroom well today at school we would ask that you would consider this when you say writing what do you mean do you know do your students know? Thanks for joining us again on the Teachers Changing Teaching Podcast. I hope you have a great week.